Hey everybody, this is the Tiny Shutter Podcast. We talk about iPhone photography and so much other stuff. Good to have everyone back and uh, I hope everyone is doing safe. I'm Mark Sadowski. And I'm Dave Podner with Gracie, the black hole mass over my shoulder. And I am from the uh, true north, strong and free Canada, Ontario, Canada, where we have real moose and geese, uh, Greg McMillan. And I'm Matt Hoffman coming to you from the edge of Amish country in Northeast Ohio. That's where they go hardcore. How's it going, guys? Good, Mark. Good, How good. are you? Doing okay. And I am coming from uh, the, the, the mean streets of uh, pumpkin spice land. Uh, that, that is starting to, to pop its head already. Uh, oh, I don't know what it's like in your neck of the woods, but... Pumpkin spice is uh, starting to show up in stores. I got breakfast cereals that are already pumpkin spice. Uh, coffee, that's, uh, you know, coffee culottas and you know, all, all that iced coffee crap. Well, there's something not right about that because if you're getting pumpkin spice already, and I sh- I'm nor- north of you, I should be getting it first, and I haven't seen any of it. I think we're trying to mask a lot of stuff. Oh, well, maybe. Greg... Greg, you guys just got summer weather, like spring and summer, like last week, I think. So Yeah, the, the snow finally just melted, yeah. Yeah, so it's going to be, give it another like week, week and a half, and you'll have pumpkin spice, I think. Actually, a, a week pumpkin spice, and about a week and a half, we're starting to get into the, you know, the Christmas The leaves will be down and, in a week and a half. <laughs> That's right. <laughs> Oh, the joys oh, of man. being the only Canuck in the bunch. <laughs> but we still love you, man. Uh, gentlemen, it's been a crazy couple weeks. I hope everybody is uh, staying safe. Uh, listeners and, and viewers, uh, I hope you guys are all uh, doing well. And uh, our transition has been pretty solid so far. Uh, I'm happy to say that the the back end has been pretty stable, so... For the past month, uh, to our viewers and listeners, thank you so much for hanging in there. Uh, but we also want to uh, remind everybody, head on over to tinyshutter.com and sign up for our mailing list. That way you get to stay up to date with the latest and greatest. Uh, I haven't sent out a newsletter in a little bit, not since, not since the pandemic started, really. Uh, uh, but I think regular updates coming through uh, on the newsletter is going to, you know, be on the regular. And by regular, I mean once a month. I don't think we need to. Well, you, you haven't sent them out in an effort to keep everybody safe. I, I, I'm trying to, to socially distance our newsletter. Um, but uh, <laughs> I don't think that's quite how it works. Um, no, I, but, I don't really know anything about anything. So, But I, I do know this. Um, I feel a little bad, but in this whole introduction, we forgot to mention um, our esteemed colleague, uh, Joseph Ferreira, is not with us this evening. I'm sure if you're listening or watching, you probably by now have noticed the lack of his voice on this show. Um, he's on assignment. Uh, by that, I think he's fighting either – he's on assignment with his church. He's doing a lot of uh, uh, audio-visual stuff. Or he's fighting a hurricane. 
I'd like to think it's the latter because no, it sounds it's not. It's no, it's no, no, no. He, he, he's, he's luckily for him where he is, he's far enough inland where Mark, you're going to get more of the effects of the hurricane than he will. It's true. I'm more heroic than he is, but, uh, uh, no, I, I, I can't, I can't do that. He has, uh, more kids. <laughs> And uh, he works for God, so I really shouldn't tempt fate. <laughs> um, but Joe, wherever you are, um, hope you're doing well and have one on us while you watch the train wreck that gets put up later on. <laughs> um, gentlemen, little bit of news, and that is the iPhone 12 is getting delayed. This is an official announcement by Apple. Uh, I don't know which website broke it, but I think one of the, like, iMore or Apple uh, Mac Rumors did it, and then everybody else posted their same report later on. Uh, but, yeah, they, they, they are looking to have a few-week delay in the iPhone production. What do you guys think about that? Honestly, I'm, I, well, it, it sucks, but it, honestly, it's not a shock. I mean, given the fact that Apple, if you look outside, since they went to a September release date for the iPhone, when they moved it from um, WWDC all those years ago to September, they're always putting it out like a week or so before the end of the um, the quarter. Yeah. So given the fact that you have a, you know, you were having major production delays everywhere and Apple tends, and it's, this is Tim Cook's strength is the supply chain. You know, like someone, I forget who said it, but it's like Steve Jobs is the one who came up with the iPad idea. But the reason why it came out originally for $4.99 is because of Tim Cook and his supply chain, how he can run things. But when you run that tight, global pandemics tend to mess stuff up. Go figure. And it's shocking. <laughs> But given that you're right at the end of the quarter, now if this was coming out at the end of August and going into September, they wouldn't say anything, obviously. But because this is going to affect this quarter's sales significantly, they have to say it legally. Oh, forward looking. So that yeah, yeah, because of stock reasons. Because the uh, when they announced their earnings at the end of October for the current quarter we're in right now there won't be that two week period of the, and I mean this the best way possible, the Apple crazies going out there and buying phones the second they come out, you know, getting on, getting on the computer at midnight, trying to hit the Apple store link over and over again so they can get the maxed out, whatever, you know, iPhone 12 max with the terabyte, you know, memory with everything bells and whistles that's going to come out and cost, Sixteen hundred dollars or whatever it is, right? And no then they can really post their video on it, and, yeah. and they can blend it. Exactly. Um, so, by the way, that's that's a that great affects them. That 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 will affect. I'm sorry, Mark. But yeah, that'll definitely affect this quarter. So, anything that affects a quarter's results in the stock price, they kind of have to come out legally and say it. Yeah, that that's some great insight. And yeah. by the way, tune into Dave's uh, other podcast, the the Tiny Economy podcast. Very, very <laughs> tiny. Very tiny. It's uh, 
is anybody going to upgrade to the iPhone 12? I, I know yeah. I'm probably not. I'm planning to, yeah. Right um, on. I was on I was on the S cycle, you know, since my first iPhone, which was the 4S. I went 4S, 5S, 6S. And um, 7 didn't come out with an S cycle. They jumped right to the 8 and the 10, I believe. Um, yeah. So I got the 8 plus, And I didn't get the 10 because, I, and, I, and I've told this story before, but I didn't get the 10 because of the price difference between the 8 plus and the 10, you know, for the features that you got and all that stuff. Um, I just couldn't justify paying for for me up here in Canada. It's, it's considerably more. Yeah. Uh, you know, for for what little bit of advantage I get with the ten over the eight uh, or or the eight plus rather. Um, so I mean, the eight plus did really well. I really liked it. But then when the ten S and the ten S Max came out, that's what I was hoping for in the ten. So. I sold my eight plus and uh, I, I, I jumped right onto the 10 S and then so that I skipped last year with the 11s and uh, plan to get the 12 pro max or whatever it's going to be called. Um, probably in the mid range for storage. I don't, I don't need a, you know, 500 gigabyte drive in my phone. Yeah. Um, the, you know, I've got the 256 in, in my 10 S max and, I mean, I've got, I'm ashamed to say how many apps are in the darn thing, but I'm still not maxed out on storage. But anyway, um, so yeah, I'm, I'm planning to uh, go with the 12 Pro, whatever the biggest one is they got. Um, and uh, yeah, I'll probably be that guy, Dave. I'll be, if, if I'm not working, I'll probably be on the Apple website at two seconds to midnight, hitting that button over and over again, trying to get one as soon as I can. But um, we'll, we'll see when that is and how that goes. How about you, Matt? Are you upgrading? Um, yeah, so I likely will upgrade. Um, you know, I'm still rocking the, uh, 10, um, but you know, it's going on three years old and, um, you know, I don't know. I'm just kind of getting to the point where I'm concerned that, things could start to go wrong with it. You know, um, it's been a solid phone, like no issues whatsoever. I feel like it still takes, you know, fantastic pictures. It runs all the apps that I wanted to run. I'm not really having much in the way of, um, battery life issues that I'm noticing, um, per se, but I think it's, uh, you know, I want to stay ahead of these things. So I probably will upgrade. And then as far as, um, you know, news of the, um, the delay, uh, one, I mean, I think that's to be expected with everything that's been going on. Um, so it's certainly not a shock. And then two, it's probably going to affect me pretty minimally. Um, because every time that I've gotten a new phone, uh, I wasn't like Greg where I was like, you know, <laughs> on the website, hitting the button that, that, you know, 12 o'clock in one second. Um, I usually wait like a month or two to kind of see, you know, what's going on, make sure there's no, you know, crazy issues or anything that would make me regret the purchase. Um, so like it would likely be 
November, possibly December till I would decide to pull the trigger anyway. Yeah. Uh, so, yeah. So, but I, I'm super curious, um, you know, about what they're going to announce and, you know, I'm excited to upgrade. I'm excited to, you know, finally get on board with some of these new features The you know, the night mode and, um, you know, possibly the, the triple camera, um, and just, you know, whatever other new features that, that they're going to have. Um, and I also, as much as I, I love this phone and, you know, I love having, you know, all screen and everything. Um, I'm excited that now my dream of a phone that's a plus size phone that is all screen is a reality. You know, we've got the, the 11 pro max, um, right now. So I'm definitely going to go for the, you know, the, the max, uh, size phone, uh, for sure. So I could have that iPad mini in my pocket. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I, um, I, I'm probably not going to upgrade this year. Uh, I need to wait to see what happens to life. <laughs> um, so like, even if I wanted to, I wouldn't be able to be there at nighttime trying to get the new thing because uh, my iPhone is part of uh, the T-Mobile business plan. So I need mm -hmm. to go through their channel to, to do any kind of upgrading. Um, it's all paid for. My, I have the 10s, and, you know, I, I, I could probably sell this one and, and get a new one pretty easily, but, I don't know with everything happening right now, weddings aren't exactly booking right now. So I got to kind of wait and see uh, what happens. But if, uh, you know, things open up, knock on wood, I got a lot of wood here. Uh, there we go. Uh, <laughs> I think um, if everything opens back up and uh, you know, you know, Vaccines galore. Everybody's taking a shot, literally. <laughs> um, maybe I'll I'll splurge and and get it, but uh, but right now I, I think I'm all set with the 10s. I, um, I'm not exactly keen on the night sight stuff. I mean, with Comet Neo wise, that was kind of on the radar, but now that the comet's gone, it's like, eh, I don't really need to do any more astrophotography with the iPhone. Um, but yeah, I think I'm going to hold off. Well, when I say I, I'll be there at midnight, you know, on the, on the mouse button or whatever, I've never had any luck that way. Um, the only iPhone I ever got on release day was the 4S. And, uh, oh, those were the days when you waited in line. <laughs> well, you know what though? I live in a small enough town. I went into the, I'm, I'm with, uh, Rogers, my provider. Yeah. I went into the Rogers store and there was like two people in front of me and maybe a couple behind me. And it was not a, a real big deal, but, um, you know, with the five S I was a couple of weeks late on getting it because of supply and demand and um actually i think the 10s max i didn't have it until probably a month after release day so i don't i don't expect to get the new one even ordered 
on release day because chances are the website will probably go down on me or some stupid thing or I'll be at work and I won't be able to order it. And if that's the case, then there's no way I'll be, you know, in the queue well enough to um, uh, to get it soon, sooner well, than later. So Blizzards you know, tend to so, do that on, on your side, right? Oh, yeah. Well, you know. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, it's uh, full into hockey season at that point, uh, this September. It's, it's already, what, uh, a balmy negative eight? Well, it's getting close to it. <laughs> Global warming, and maybe it's it's in single digits. Yeah, yeah, we might we might hit you know we might just hit the, around the zero mark. There you go. Then. <laughs> well, enjoy that heat wave. Um, yeah. <laughs> now, one thing weird in my part is me or Ruth are probably not going to upgrade because both our phones are still working, and yeah. I'm I am one payment away from paying off my ten. Oh, that's a good feeling. Because it's the I put it on the thirty month plan, Ooh. so I am one payment away. Yeah, well, it it lowers the monthly rate, so yeah, it just take it just takes forever to pay off. But I am one payment away from paying it off, so I want to go just kind of like when you pay off a car, you want to enjoy that, you know, savings for yes. just a little bit. My dad, however, he has an older phone, and. I don't know which one he has. I think he may have the seven. Um, And he's still a good phone. Oh yeah. But he's looking to upgrade when the new one comes out, he'll get the 11. Yeah. Because to be honest, he can probably get the, um, he doesn't even, he doesn't even need the 11 pro. He needs just a straight 11 would be fine with him. You know, what about an SE? I mentioned that to him because he's having some issues with his battery. I said, well, if you're going to go up to the store, the SE's a, you know, it's pretty close to what you're carrying now on the externals. Um, The camera's better and the internals are the iPhone 11. So they're going to be good for, you know, you're going to be future proof for at least a few years. So, and it's significantly cheaper than anything else. And, so I think it may think he will, he'll look into, but he's the type that if there's a problem with the phone, he'll go to the Verizon store. Yeah, my dad. Instead of going way. to an Apple store trying to contact Apple, he because he gets the he pays for the insurance through the carrier. Yeah. So where. We don't do that, so we either have to figure it out on our own or call Apple. <laughs> it's all good. Yeah. Um, so, so he'll actually probably get a new phone before I will. But <laughs> like I said, it, the, it, it, honestly, it, now if we all of a sudden notice like everything going really slow, which I haven't heard from, and Greg, you can know more anyone who's on the 14 beta, it doesn't seem to be choking older phones. It seems to be no, running perfectly no. fine on older phones. So unless something like that happens or – and I – knock on wood. I've dropped this phone enough. Um, that's why I have the the nice case on it here. Um, just so – because I am klutzy and I tend to drop things on concrete or hard surfaces. And it's surviving. It hasn't crashed or anything yet. So it's it, – it's it's I'm still I'm of the mindset if it's not broke don't fix it. 
which is why I have issues yeah. with marketing sometimes. Um, so, you know, phone works good. Uh, like Matt was saying, phone works good. So until something doesn't work good, we're going to hold on to what we got right now. You know what? who else uh, holds on to what they have? That's our following sponsor. Gentlemen, our first sponsor is Greg's Canadian accent. If you ever wanted a great Canadian accent, look no further than Greg. Greg has been showing off his Canadian accent for how many years have you been on the show, Greg? Uh, About four, maybe. That's right. A boot four he, years. A boot, boot four. Exactly. Can you start any story about it? He is. He has been the most sorry it, about everything, and, and, and I, I can't even do it justice. Uh, from from the, the, the those crazy uh, heat waves in Canada, where he's sweating his noggin off at like eight degrees uh, Fahrenheit, not just Celsius. To, to all those uh, crazy winters where it's negative 50 degrees and, and he, he has been fighting tooth and nail, uh, eating pancakes, fighting moose, and cheering for his favorite hockey team. Whatever it is, it's not the Bruins, so I personally don't give a shit. He has been there for you with his straight-up Canadian accent. I'm pretty sure he's from Baltimore, but that's how committed he is to his Canadian. Uh, well, it ain't Wisconsin. See, look at that. <laughs> he totally blew that one. That that is that <laughs> probably is did. That that is, uh, and that's not even far from his border. Uh, so, gentlemen, if you want a great Canadian accent, look no further than the Greg. He's there. Twenty uh, percent off for first purchases. And uh, use Tiny Shutter at checkout, and, and you'll get the your own personal WAV file that you can set to your phone as your ringtone, text messaging. Uh, it, it's all there for you. Just uh, hit hit him up, and uh, you'll be glad you did. You won't but, be sorry. <laughs> but beware, though. Being Cana- being Canadian's hard. Oh, disclaimer. We 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 gotta we gotta convert everything. Because if I tell you it's 20 degrees, you think it's freezing. Meanwhile, it's like almost 70 degrees for you guys. And then there's the dollar. There's the money. Like, remember I said about the, 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 the phone thing there when, the, you know, uh, when I got to buy a new iPhone? Like, it might cost you guys a 1000 bucks, but up here it's like 1600 Hey? There you go. <laughs> You'll be glad you did. But don't forget, if, yeah. you, if, if you get two packs of the accent, we're going to throw in a pack of Timbits. Oh, oh yeah. Hey, those, uh, those, things are, those things are awesome. <laughs> that, that's another sponsor, guys. That's, that's, <laughs> <laughs> okay. okay, we could say donut hole thingies. Um, okay, I'm glad, I, I hope that first... Uh, Either somebody heard a real ad along with the fake ad, and uh, or, or you just heard the fake ad. But uh, yeah, this is going to be a thing from now on. So enjoy, um, guys. This week we are talking about uh, our favorite apps, something that we haven't done in quite some time. 
uh, get the new phone on its way at some point, whether it's on time or delayed, what are our favorite iPhone apps that we can't live without? And let's start with uh, Dave. Dave, do you want to share your favorite camera app? Well, let me let me preface this by saying my go-to app for taking pictures is the built-in app, mainly because I like the live feature of the photo, and that has saved my butt multiple times in terms of uh, being able to save photos. But a newer one I've had, I found is from our friends at Adobe. It's the Photoshop camera, the PSC down here. Now, what's kind of neat about this? Oh my I, goodness! <laughs> what's kind of neat about this is, well, first of all, you can use this as your normal camera. Clearly. Which, <laughs> yeah, yeah. But what you can also do is, again, I normally take it with the, with the regular photo, and you can select, not that one. Here we go. You can select from your camera roll here. And let's say if I want to take this photo of, okay, let's try that again. There we go. Okay, so let me undo the, the automatic here. Now, this was taken a little earlier today when I was out on a walk. This is a railroad track, which just for safety's sake, isn't used that often by railroads. So it's safe for me to walk and take photos. So it does have an automatic prettier feature on it, a magic one on the upper right here, which if you just hold down, you can see the difference. And it does a pretty decent job with cleaning things up and making it look nice. Yeah. But there's tons of other ones like that. What I like on the bottom left, you notice there's something there that says lenses. So these give you, and all these are free. So the app is free. The downloads are free. All this additional stuff is free. It gives you a lot of extra creative things you can do. And I love what it can do with the sky. So if I do a night shift here, let me wait for it to catch up. There we go. And I will say the delay was due to me sharing my screen. When I hit it on the phone, it was pretty much instantaneous. That's so, actually pretty. pretty that's kind of cool. Yeah. yeah. And if you hit the button up here to move it, I can actually resize and move around the images in the sky there. Now you notice on the bottom, you have the, th you have the extra dots down there. Yeah. So I can just slide and actually export it out as a video so you can actually see the moon moving in the background. The moon doesn't really do that. Or the sky. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> That's true. We go, we, we, the flat plane of the earth, not the globe, go around the globe of the moon. Oh, that's, that's actually cool. pretty cool. Yeah, that's and I cool. mean, the, the masking is amazing what it can do in terms of finding sky. And like I said, you can do some really, really creative looking things here. And again, notice I'm not doing anything that's really that hard to do. I'm just selecting options if I want to, let's say, put a giant eclipse up there so you can get really scared. Notice that there's a ton of options down here where... Wow, look at that. That's like a Peter Lick photo. <laughs> <laughs> it is pretty cool, though. Yeah, I mean, it, I mean, given the fact that Adobe's putting all this in here... Now, if you want to make this a still picture, I could do that, too, or keep it as a 
video there, but I mean, you can see there's tons of stuff down. There's more you can actually download. Now, let's say you just wanted to, you know, make the scenery a little bit nicer here. So this just kind of can give you different shades and different filters for the scenery. That's awesome. Yeah. Nice. Or let's say you have, you take a picture and the skies are all gray because you're in Pittsburgh. Boom. Blue skies. Oh, wow. With different that clouds. Neat. And again, if it you looks hit natural there, too. That's crazy. If you, hit, if you hit the button up there, I can move this, move that. Wow. Have now it's Philadelphia. It <laughs> <laughs> Shots fired. <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> But that is really cool. Yeah, that is. Yeah, this uh, is really amazing what it can do, and it does have some additional ones. Let's say if you have a person, there's a grit feature, which probably doesn't look as good there, but kind of you know can give you that kind. Of, this is good for let's say a, a, a candid shot if you want to give it like that extra gritty kind of look to it. Yeah, it looks like Canada. But the other thing that's really nice is let's say you wanted to do just a little bit more let's say tweaking. So let me turn off the filters here. Notice on the upper right, there's additional things. So I can actually just adjust the shadows, highlight, clarity, you know, kind of the basic update if you wanted to just affect the overall look of the, um, the photo there. Yeah. So let me just go back here real quick. And now if I do that, I hit on the upper left to go back. I can save my changes. And it saves it here. And if I just hit that button on the bottom right here, I can actually select the different form, the different how it's set up here. So let's say I wanted to nice. do that or keep it original and just save it to the camera roll. And since this is the video, it just saves it as a video to the camera roll. And it's done. That's really cool. Yeah, that is neat. So you can see there it is right there. And, and how much did you pay for it? This is free. Nice. And I did have to have a... I was going to make a price joke, but... No, oh, okay, I, sorry. I, 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 uh, <laughs> how much uh, would you pay for this? <laughs> you know, free I forget for that... me in Canada is still more, <laughs> you know. Hey, 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 hey. They're not a sponsor. <laughs> Okay, here's another example. So there's a photo I took. By the way, uh, public service announcement. If you eat corn on the cob, make sure when you throw away the ears of corn, they're really far away from the top of the garbage. Yep. Especially if you have dogs that tend to like to chew on stuff. So you don't have to have them have surgery midweek. Yep. Uh, my wife is a vet tech. That yeah. is, uh, that that is the first thing she'll tell you. But like, well, she'll, the second thing she'll probably say hi first. Oh, that'd be nice. But you know, there's the there's the first there's the photo I took just right out of the camera. But I just wanted to fix the sky since it was completely blown out and overcast that day. And it did a decent job if you look through my glasses. Yeah, I noticed that. So, you know, this is all, and there now there's no masking options available or anything else. So you have to really rely on Adobe, which, you know, they know their stuff generally, uh, as annoying as they can be. Uh, with the masking, they do that, all that's done automatically. 
Yeah. So it is a pre, I know it's, it's kind of my, it's turning into, if I have a shot, which I like, not necessarily love, but like, and want to do something kind of creative and crazy with it. Um, it's my go-to because honestly, my previous go-to was in light. And unfortunately, because it seems they're going, they're trying to um, make it go away and make you go for the subscription. Um, I just don't like being reminded every time I open up the app, please upgrade to their subscription product. Yeah, I, they're trying to be Adobe, but they're just not. It, yeah. Yeah. And I do like in light. I mean, I still use it as a, you know, if I want to do some adjustments to tune the image, I kind of, I like it better. Yeah. But for something that, like I said, for the more creative look, I'm really enjoying the Photoshop camera. And like I said, you figure my phone's basically a three-year-old phone since I have a 10. So it's running and all that's done because I try, I did test it out. I put it in airplane mode and it works. So this isn't like earlier apps where you had to go up to the cloud. They did the processing and brought, this is all done on the phone itself. Yeah. Right on. Cool. Well, let me go next because I'm okay. probably going to uh, be a little less cool. <laughs> right, let me share my screen. All righty. So my app that I'd like to share is between slow shutter cam and camera plus two. I basically use them interchangeably. Uh, well, kind of. Anytime I need a slow shutter app. It's always slow shutter cam. And this is the, ooh, <laughs> going a little trippy. Whoa. Yeah, we're going to look at some wires here. But basically, it is uh, we're just going with blur strength. It's a very simple, straightforward app. If we're blurring out photos and I get my tripod with me, this is the app that I absolutely love to use here. We'll do something very artistic. Woohoo! That stuff that you took is starting to kick in now. <laughs> um, <laughs> what I love about this app is that the image quality at the end is a nice big TIFF file that is uh, great to print. I, I've printed several photos uh, on, uh, I think the largest I've done is eight by not eight by 10, uh, 11 by 14 was the largest. And I also do some creative stuff where it's, uh, you know, we're, we're going to do that again. Take another photo. <laughs> uh, 11 by 14, or I did some, uh, tin, not tin type, but got it printed on aluminum and, uh, yeah. So it does a much better job photographing. See, I'm going to go back to the home screen. The photo that you see back here was taken with slow shutter cam. And this was back on the iPhone 7. And love this photo. It is a great blur in the background. And it, 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 it's just a powerhouse. Now, the other cool thing about this is, if, if you noticed, I'm going to clear this again. We're going to start the blur again. And I have it on an ungodly speed. 
But when you stop the exposure, you have the option to clear, edit the photo, which will allow you to take care of your brightness, contrast. Uh, it will allow you to play with the freeze, uh, play with the blur, basically. But the cool thing is that if you want to keep the exposure going, you can hit the shutter button again and continue to blur it. So if the blur wasn't good enough the first time, keep blurring it and it will allow you to uh, try it again, basically. It, or you know, because these are simulated blurs, it allows you to keep going. Um, yeah, you could keep adding to it, basically. Yeah, until you have it right. And then you could save it. So this is my go-to slow shutter app. We have the same thing for slow shutter, uh, not slow shutter cam, uh, camera plus two. The cool thing about slow shutter cam is that it allows you to be a little bit more picky with the uh, exposure. So right now I'm controlling the brightness a little bit. Uh, let's see, the timer is right here. In addition to slow shutter, I like the macro feature. Yes. This is a great macro. It's a digitally manipulated one. It's uh, not digitally manipulated. It's, um, it's not a true macro lens. It's basically using your current iPhone lens and digitally making it into, it's basically a digital crop. But it allows you to get pretty damn close to uh, your subject. And it's a good macro lens in a pinch when you don't have a macro lens present. So, yeah. And the nice thing like, about camera plus two is you can set it to um, on the bottom there where you hit the plus next to the shutter button for stabilization. So it'll wait to you actually, especially when you're doing macro, because I do love it. For, like Matt said, I, I love it for macro too. It'll wait for your hand to be steady enough to actually take that shot for macro. So you yeah. can get a really crisp shot there. So those are my two apps that I use. Camera plus two is definitely one that I'll always have on every camera. Slow shutter cam, that is my tried and true for waterfall photography. Uh, it is like the app to have for your perfect exposure. Great, large, I'm using this in quotes, it's not a large format, but it's a large format file that you get at the end that you can use for sharing online or printing if, if you're going to go the printing route. So yeah, those are my two. Very cool. How about you, Greg? Okay, so this year, <clears throat> excuse me, I've, uh, I've started shooting raw more. So I'm kind of using my iPhone to do more um, advanced photography like I was doing before when I had my DSLR. So uh, I'll bring up my screen. There we go. And um, the one I'm going to talk about is called Raw Power. Now I've, uh, 
I've been using Lumabee a lot for processing raw files, but it um, it doesn't have as much processing power as raw power does. Uh, raw power was built by the guys um, who worked on the photos for Mac team at Apple. Um, I thought I'd heard at one point that they worked on Aperture, um, mm -hmm. but the uh, on their website under their about page, it just says the uh, photos for Mac. So I'm assuming they probably did work for the Aperture team. But when you open Raw Power, um, you know it shows you your your photos just like it would be in your uh, gallery on on the Photos app. So I'm gonna do uh, this one here. Um, I, I said, when I put this on Instagram for my Rav account, I said it looked, what, how I'd look if I had stones or rocks for wheels. But I, I always shoot in RAW and JPEG with Halide. And in RAW power, even though I think this would normally be the JPEG preview, when I hit edit in the top right corner, it's going to open the RAW file. And at the bottom, uh, you know, it's on tools right now where you can um, change the orientation and whatnot, but I, I rarely touch that. So I just jump right over to the raw page. And now I'm a kind of a technical guy when it comes to doing this stuff because I use the histogram a lot. Um, mostly just to keep everything within the left and right side I, so I don't have any clipping unless it's, you know, artistically fine to do that. Uh, in this picture here, I'm going to um, quickly process it so that there's no clipping on either end. So the first thing that I would do is on the bottom uh, third of the screen there, you'll see where it says boost. And I'm going to turn that down until you see, you see the histogram there. I'm going to turn that down about halfway until there's nothing basically climbing the wall on the right hand side. And then the uh, black point, a couple of uh, sliders below that, I'll bring that up a little bit. Well, by turning it down, I guess it, it brings the uh, histogram over a bit. So that's keeping as much of the detail as I can in the highlights and the shadows. And it looks a little less contrasty, but I'll deal with that in a minute. So then I go to tone. And that's where you can adjust your exposure um, and all that stuff. Uh, I'll take it to the right just a little bit, just to brighten it up a little bit. And then as you can see, the, the uh, histogram there, it climbed up on the right-hand side a little bit, but recovery at the bottom will help bring some of that back. So again, now it's starting to look even, even worse, really. But then now, in my workflow, I'll jump over to basics and I'll just bump up the contrast a little bit. And there's, there's going to be some parts of the image that are blacked out, I'm sure, but um, <clears throat> this is for demonstration purposes, really. And then I generally just take the, vibr the vibrancy up just a little bit more so than the saturation, just to give that color a little boost. And then on the enhance screen, uh, I'll try to just boost the contrast just a bit with, with uh, definition. It, it, it kind of sharpens things up a little bit. 
And then under that is deepen and lighten. Deepen will like give you a little more contrast in the shadow areas and lighten will give you more contrast in the light areas without making it look muddy and gray. So if I was to do that in the, in the lights, you can see how it kind of gives you more contrast, but it doesn't blow everything out. And then same with the deepen or the, yeah, the deepen kind of gives you more uh, contrast in the shadow areas. And this is all geeky stuff I know, but, and it's not going to be for everybody, but, um, but this is, this is one of my favorite apps and, and this is why I use it because um, I just think it really does a great job of developing basically a raw file. How much is the, the app? last thing? Pardon me. How much is the app? Uh, Dave, can you look that up for me? Because yep. now that I have it, it won't show me what the cost you can't is. Look at it. Yep. And it'll no be problem. better in America. It'll, it'll be better in American dollars than Canadian dollars. Right. <laughs> we we established that during our ad break that uh, that's you, right. You paid eighty dollars for this product. Yes. Yes. Uh, Canadian dollars. Um, <laughs> you so know then, what? Oh, go on. Okay, I'll just finish up by saying when I sharpen on the sharpen tab here. I find with just about every raw file I take, if I bring the sharpen up anywhere between 40 and 50, that gives you a good, um, a good clean sharpen without over sharpening it. And to illustrate that, I'll zoom in and you can see that the detail is pretty clear. Pretty clear. You might not see it on the Zoom call, but uh, on, on his screen, it, it's coming out pretty nice. Okay, and Greg, it's app power... Let me try to see who it's. Raw power. Uh, raw power, I'm sorry. Raw, raw power. Raw by, power, um, sorry. Sorry. Uh, by gentlemen uh, coders. Yeah. Sorry, sorry. Yeah. I'm showing gentlemen it Gentlemen coders, yeah. Okay, $9.99 on the U.S. App Store. Yeah, so I think I paid like 15 bucks for it, Canadian. Yeah, it's an so, expensive app, but it's very good at what it does. In addition yes, to yes, everything that you've done, Greg, I'm going to have you uh, finish your, your edit there mm -hmm. and, and go into the LUT pack. Oh yeah. Yeah. Okay. So basically that is it. That's, that's my workflow for a raw file. And then when I hit done, it'll ask me if I want to save the image. So it'll save me a JPEG um, to my camera roll. And, uh, and then I still have the, the raw file to play with. So it's, it's non destructive editing. So I'm going to hit don't save because I'm not going to save it because I want to go back and, and um, look at what Mark was talking about with the LUT pack here. As an so, avid iPhone photographer, as well as an avid Fujifilm photographer, I'm yeah. going to have you go into the film simulation. And there you go. If you're a Fujifilm photographer, and love the Fujifilm film simulations. They do yeah. a great recreation of uh, those film sims. So right there you yeah. have Velvia, Provia, uh, which is a, your kind of standard uh, uh, photo. Classic Chrome is your, your, your Chrome style. Uh, they have two versions of it. I think the first one is pretty nice. It's a little bit desaturated, a little bit more detail. And then you have uh, Across, Across as your black and white. And that should be the first one. Yeah. Yeah, I used to shoot some uh, Fujifilm back in my 
35 millimeter film days and uh, Riala was my favorite. And I wish they would have a preset or a LUT for Riala because it was really good at bringing the greens out. It had an extra green layer in the emulsion that was just fantastic <laughs> for landscape stuff. Yeah. I mean, so I will add real quickly that um, a LUT for that particular film may exist. And uh, if you are able to find it on the web or whatever, you can import it. Uh, you got the yeah. import button there on the towards the bottom right of your screen. Um, so you can actually import LUTs. Um, there's different uh, sites. Um, like I think one's called like LUTify um, where you can go and you can purchase LUTs. And I believe that there's free LUTs available. Um, and I could be wrong, but I believe on Gentleman Coder's YouTube channel, they actually uh, have a video where they walk you through um, how to import LUTs into the app. So um, definitely a pretty cool feature. Right on. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It, it's it's a lot of fun to play with, and uh, um, it's it's really good at keeping the the highlights and the set shadow areas, keeping the detail in those areas in, in a raw file. Um, the odd time I'll shoot a JPEG only or go with the JPEG because sometimes when you shoot a raw file, especially if it's if it's like a bright scene, like the sky is really bright and the foreground dark, um, it's 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 difficult to even get all that out of a raw file in one shot. Sometimes you'll have to develop for the highlights and develop for the shadows and put the two together. But um, in those cases, more often than not, I'll use the uh, you know, the smart HDR image that I get from the Apple camera, which is the same thing in Highlight. Yeah. Right on. That's a great app. How about you, Matt? Last but not least. Uh, I don't really use any apps. Uh, no, I'm kidding. Um, <laughs> <laughs> Straight okay, out of the so, camera, baby. Straight from so, my eye. Um, I picked an app that is... Uh, kind of ridiculously um oh man why isn't zoom in my screen mirroring options you have to hit the say did you hit the uh, share screen no, first in the no, I did not. okay there we go <laughs> yeah someday i'll know how this works that's dave our tech support there we go <laughs> thank you okay um Okay. Um, the app I'm picking is Polar, which is uh, by far my favorite editing app. Um, so I have it uh, right here in this folder dead center. Um, but instead of uh, just clicking into the app right there, I uh, will show you my preferred way to use it, which is uh, as an extension. And um, an extension within the uh, the photo album. And uh, just for the purposes of this uh, demonstration here, um, I made a little album here called uh, Tiny Shutter because I'm super creative. And I put a couple uh, pictures in it real quick. Um, so here's, a, here's a, a photo, just, you know, some storm clouds that I took uh, today, actually, on uh, my way home from work. And... Um, so we're going to edit this picture and uh, you can see that it's a raw, it's a raw file. I shot this with Halide 
And uh, to get to extensions, you click the three little dots up in the top left there, and it brings up um, whichever apps you have that you have the extension enabled, um, if one's available. So in this case, Polar, and it'll open this photo uh, right in Polar. Um, if you've used this app in the past, not too long ago, they had a pretty major update and the whole layout changed. Um, but it has just a ridiculous amount of functionality. So the reason I love this app so much is because it's a really good uh, raw editor, which I will show you in just a second here. Um, but kind of running across the, the bottom, like super quick, um, starting from the left side, you have styles, which is more or less um, uh, filters, and, and there's all kinds of filters. Um, you can create your own uh, filters, and you're able to um, create uh, like links and QR codes to share them with other people that use Polar, uh, which is kind of neat. Um, you know, then you got your, uh, your transform, which is your cropping and rotating and um, perspective shifting and all that neat stuff. Um, so I typically don't use the filters. Um, I'll look at them, but that's not my thing. Um, cropping, I rarely do first if I'm going to crop. So I usually start in the adjust tab. Um, and this is where you, you know, you kind of do all your exposure and contrast and everything. Um, and this is where it gets a little bit similar to what Greg was showing us in uh, raw power with what you're able to do. Um, I am super lazy uh, when it comes to editing. Um, contrary to what some of you probably believe, um, I usually start with the auto uh, feature. So I'll click auto and it does its little auto thing. Um, and you can see how it adjusted some of the, the sliders there automatically just based on what it thinks um, that I would want it to do. And often it is very wrong. Um, <laughs> for instance, I really have no desire for the highlights to be boosted, especially in a photo like this where I'm trying to get, um, you know, the detail in, in those clouds. Um, so I'll bring that highlight slider down and maybe even drop it down. And so you could see um, for people that aren't familiar with maybe why you would shoot raw with the highlights boosted, you could see that area in the clouds, it's pretty white. Um, but with a raw file, the, the data is there. The, the camera was able to record and retain um, detail in that part of the cloud. So as I bring the highlight slider down, you see you know, the, the detail and the texture and everything coming through, which is um, really the, in my opinion, the best reason um, to use raw. In addition to that, the other slider that's really important to me here is gonna be the shadow slider. Um, overall, this picture is very underexposed. You've got that foreground, those uh, leads and cattails that are really um, kind of dark. Um, as I move the shadow slider, you know, you see that really start to, to brighten up. Um, so, you know, then it, it does a lot of other stuff here. I'm in the hue, saturation, and luminance panel, and it always, for some reason, thinks that I want oranges desaturated, which I don't, um, so I'll fix that. But in color, it boost, boosted the vibrance for me, and you could, you know, boost your saturation and stuff. Um, effects, uh, what it did there was dehaze, which is kind of like a, a 
contrast sort of uh, thing. And I usually like that, like what it does there. And it adjusted the clarity as well, um, which is kind of a, a form of like micro contrast and sharpening. And then you've got some other things you could play with as well. Um, you've got a, a curves function and, you know, vignettes and LUTs and all that cool stuff. So, so that's all, um, you know, super fun stuff. I'm going to just X out of that. Um, there is um, another thing here called overlays, which is going to be um, textures, sky replacement, and adding clouds, light leaks. Um, it's got a bunch of other funky stuff there, like these duotones and everything. Um, so you can get like really crazy with this stuff. Like if I didn't like the sky, um, you know, I could put a, a, a different uh, a sky in there and I could change the, the blending mode. Um, so I like wouldn't want the the original clouds to show through. So I would select a, a normal blending mode and then I would have to, you know, adjust. Well, that looks really super goofy, right? I don't know. I kind of like it. Right. <laughs> well, it, yeah. But, you know, you could see how the, 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 the overlay is blending into the foreground. Yes. And that would not okay. be yeah. a desirable thing. So let me show you this. You see above where it says retouch and all tools, there's the word selections. Yes. Okay. okay. So Polar has artificial intelligence and it's able to pick out um, different parts of an image to mask them. Um, and then it's also got your other types of masks, like your linear, uh, which is more of like a gradient and radial mass and stuff like that. And if this picture had a person in it, it would actually be able to detect, detect that as well. And you would see the person highlighted in red and it would say person. And so in this instance, we'll select sky and you saw that red there kind of, uh, um, you know, it does a pretty decent job of masking out the sky. So if I wanted to go in and change the sky, I can click back down towards the bottom right there, the add overlay, go back into my skies. I will just uh, quickly switch that back to normal. And you can see how it, um, it masked out the sky that was in there. And I'm able to add in a new sky. Interesting. And, you know, I don't have to do any, any uh, masking on my own, you know, zooming in and stuff like that. So that is like a crazy cool feature um, that I, I actually personally don't use it because I, I just, I don't do a lot of this type of stuff, but I think it's very cool. And I wanted to show it off because I thought it might interest um, some people. Um, so real quick, because I know that this is getting kind of long here and I apologize for that. I want to show you guys um, the other uh, picture here. So this is my ugly mug, um, but it's a great picture. My wife took it actually. Um, so again, we'll, we'll go back into Polar through extension. Um, and this is a great app for it. You know, if you do a lot of pictures of people and you want to be able to retouch uh, faces and stuff real easily. Um, you can see down towards the bottom right, the retouch, and it's got the little number one um, because it detected one face in this photo. So I touched there and you could see my face in the box on the bottom left there. 
Um, so if I touch on that, it brings up the editing function wow. and you can, you know, do all these different things with skin and eyes and mouth and teeth and whatnot. Um, so I'll just play with some of these sliders and show you what, what it does. So skin smoothing, um, actually kind of think it does a great job. You could, you know, without skin smoothing, you could kind of see the, the uh, stubble on my cheeks and, and I don't know if that's pores or just stubble, but as I move the slider, it kind of gets rid of that, but I feel like it's still retaining detail in the facial hair and everything, which is actually uh, pretty sweet. Um, eyes is another one that's, you know, real popular facial feature to edit. So you can get pretty crazy, um, like eye size. If you want to look like a anime character or something, you could, you know, boost the eye size, which is really insane. Uh, you know, it's some kind of liquefy type, uh, feature, um, eye brightness and, and eye contrast just to make the, you know, the, the pupils stand out more. And then uh, it does a really good job with the teeth whitening as well. Or you can make your teeth uh, yellower if you wanted to do that as well. Um, Sold. I don't know if I... Huh? <laughs> Sold. <laughs> Got me. <laughs> um, yeah. But I, I mean, I think it, it does a, a really amazing job with the, uh, the, the retouching um, features as well. So if that's, uh, you know, kind of right up your alley... Um, that's another thing. So uh, this is an app that, um, I could talk about for like forever because it's got so much functionality and features and everything. Um, it's not cheap. They went to a subscription, uh, model type deal. It's, uh, currently, I believe it is three ninety nine a month, um, or nineteen ninety nine a year. Uh, for their subscription. Um, I don't, I know I'm not paying by the month. I don't know if I'm, if I did a year or if I got grandfathered in somehow or what the deal is, but when I do have to pay for it, I will because it's a crazy powerful app and it does literally everything that I could ever possibly want to do with the type of photography I do. Nice. Very cool. Uh, well, that's a great list of uh, apps that we have. Uh, for those of you who are listening to this on the podcast, we're going to have this in our show notes. Uh, if you're watching this on YouTube, the apps are listed below as well as links. Uh, so go ahead and check it out. And guys, that's great. Uh, I think this is uh, our new annual tradition. What's in our What's in our phone? And uh, maybe we could do something similar. Once the snow starts falling for us sometime this winter or next week sure. for Greg. I was um, going to say, yeah, or tomorrow. <laughs> <or whatever. laughs> um, guys, I think that's it. I think that's a show. Um, why don't we go around the table and tell the world where they can find us. Greg, let's start with you. Okay. You can find me on uh, Twitter, Instagram, Dayflash, all these places. Um, best places. And here we go. About dot me slash <laughs> mcmillan <laughs> and that's spelled a b o o t <laughs> well phonetically right but uh, yeah about <laughs> about the dot, dot me slash mcmillan m c m i l l a n all my so, yeah. 
<laughs> How about you, Dave? Sure. You can find me on Instagram for mostly photo stuff at ProfPod and for photos and general yelling on Twitter also at ProfPod and in the Facebook group is Dave Podner. Right on. How about you, Matt? All right. I'm at all the social media places at M Hoffman Photo. Cool. And you can find me, Mark Sadowski, on Instagram. I am Mark Sadowski with a C and uh, Twitter. Uh, let's, let's plug that one, Mark Sadowski. And that's it. Uh, find the show on uh, youtube.com slash tiny shutter. That is where you could see all of our videos. Uh, if you are a podcast listener uh, or, or would like to become a podcast listener, you can find it on all sorts of platforms, iTunes, Stitcher, wherever platform, uh, whatever YouTube audio platform you want to listen to. It's, there's, there's a lot. Uh, Spotify, it, the, the list has become too much to even keep track of, but we're basically everywhere. Uh, go ahead and hit us up on the website. If you have questions, comments, go ahead and contact us. Uh, subscribe to our newsletter uh, by going to tinyshutter.com. And that's it. So oh, we'll see you hey, Mark. Yes. Before we, before you, we completely sign off, because I'm sure someone's listening and thinking, well, what about post pick of the week? Post pick of the week. We decided to uh, extend it out, correct? We're extending it out because we want to make that its own segment on YouTube. So we're ironing out all those details. So keep submitting your photos. Hashtag Tiny Shutter on Instagram or go to our Facebook uh, iPhone photography group. Uh, again, you can find those links in uh, tinyshutter.com. And yeah, keep sharing and... Uh, Post pick of the week, we'll come back. We're just putting the bells and whistles on it. We got to make it look pretty before we kick it out into the world to make it warm for us. <laughs> so uh, yeah, we, we do have a very good idea uh, for post pick of the week that is going to be able to show off more of your guys's photos Um and uh, we're pretty excited about that. We're just making sure that we're able to do it in a, uh, uh, a concise way. And um, yeah, like Mark said, we're still ironing out those details, but we will be back with post pick of the week very shortly. Cool. That's all for this week. We'll see you next time. Mm -hmm.